What's going on, everybody? It's Dot Bets. We're checking back in for episode seven of the On the Dot podcast. As always, joined by at Sidekick Picks. Uh, this is your sports betting podcast that will give you insights and strategies on how to get proven results in the sports gambling industry. Tonight, we go over. Our QB ranks for fantasy football. I know everybody who kind of tunes in or watches football or has a pulse plays fantasy football. So we are going to pivot towards that. And then we will also go over the NFC East breakdown. Uh, we'll give out our best bets on that division, who we think is going to win, over on the wins, and any, any particular player prop futures that we are liking. So with that said, sidekick, how are we feeling this evening? How was how did the weekend treat you? It was pretty good. Uh, got to see some family over the weekend. Be the last uh, last kind of free weekend before I start teaching again. So, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I got to get the Summer's ball rolling again. Over. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yeah, and the the cl- or the calendar turns to August. We. That, that officially in my head it says, okay, this is all in. Football is is good is good, and it's time to roll. And uh, a lot of mock drafts for fantasy leagues, a lot of future prop betting, all types of deal or, or deals with that. And then we also we actually we just got blessed by DraftKings week one pricing came out for DFS. So I think everybody put in a lineup or two uh, just just off the bat there. So. Very excited to get rolling. Uh, and as always, this episode is brought to you by props.cash. Use promo code on the dot for 25% off your monthly or initial month, monthly purchase. Uh, and then they you the product speaks for itself. Me and Sidekick absolutely love it. Uh, you guys sh- uh, will as love will love it as well. So that's props.cash. Use promo code on the dot. All right, QB ranks. So we're gonna we're gonna rank them one through fifteen. Go through it fairly quickly, and we have our tiers that we're gonna list them in. So we got four tiers in our top fifteen. Our first tier, we're gonna give five quarterbacks away. We so we might not necessarily agree, but these are in the same order. But these are the same people in each tier. So we're we're pretty that we're that confident in that, but our tier one are the guys that we think are potential quarterback ones that 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 can win the overall QB position in fantasy. Uh, so you want to name those five in your in your uh, order side? Sure. Um, I have Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Kyler Murray as my uh, top five. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and I got Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Murray, and then Lamar. 
And Lamar snuck it in for me. I, I almost went Burrow at five, and I had a late change before uh, after we had a conversation. And Lamar right now in preseason looks phenomenal. I don't know if you got or, or in training camp looks phenomenal. It, I just hope it carries to the season. And and if his if he's throwing accurate to Bateman to Andrews and he's running the football like he can, there's there's no stopping the Ravens. And we were already we're already on the Ravens to win that division. Uh, and, and if he plays that way, I can see him crowning himself as QB1. So I'd like to point out, too, that um, he's a guy that can definitely sneak up and, and be a number one overall, and he's done it in the past. Um, and the top five guys are all guys that are mobile. So especially yep. with, with fantasy, when you're drafting your team, um, you kind of get more points for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and those sorts of things. So picking a mobile quarterback as your main option for QB one is, is definitely going to help you down the stretch. Yeah. Then that, that is the key whenever we're going through all these projections. I mean, the only per only guy that didn't get this tier one was Jalen hurts and he's in our tier two, but I, I mean, you got Murray who can run for touchdowns. The only person that in this, in this is not necessarily considered a runner is Herbert. Right, but he throws a ton. But he throws, yeah, exactly, so much. And I mean, I, you're, you're looking at his rushing totals; they're not, they're not great. I mean, he, he rushed for 300 plus yards last year, but he also threw for over 5,000 right. yards. So, so that's that's the key too. Is if you are getting a quarterback that uh, isn't mobile, they got to be able to hit over that 4,000 mark, mm -hmm. and you're and you're trying to get around 40 touchdowns to even. Um, match one of these mobile quarterbacks right yeah and, and then you got obviously Patrick Mahomes with no Tyreek but I still think he's going to have a big year he is a guy who who sneakily gets up there with his rushing totals uh he was close to the 400 yard uh rushing mark last year uh I don't know if that gets close to it this year but I mean he's still throwing for close to 5,000 yards as well and I think he does the same and then you have Josh Allen as I think everybody's overall QB one who literally does it all. I don't know. I know I took his over for his rushing total, like five seventy five. I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty confidently going to hit. And I could see him be mid six hundreds. He rushed for 760 last year, but he also threw for 4,400. And I, I, I wouldn't, be surprised if he pushes for close to 47 4800 passing yards this year uh, and then sneaks up to, uh, into those uh 600 rush yards so obviously he's our qb1 overall uh all five of these guys and, and you're most likely gonna get them in that two to three round range depending on how your uh draft how your uh league drafts but I think you can wait a little bit longer on Murray and Lamar. I think those two go just a little bit, maybe around, maybe early four or late third. Yeah, that's but, why I, mean, I really like Lamar too, is because yeah. he's a guy that's going to put up the numbers that are similar to those other three, and you can get them a round or two later. Very true. Very true. Yeah, because that is the whole point in fantasy. You you want to cash in on some value on your ADP. You don't want to reach for anybody. Uh, but Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert are just that far ahead of the game 
to an extent where, hey, you're I'm okay with you drafting them early second uh, or early third. So that is our tier one, our tier two. You want to go have tier two? You want to go ahead with that side? Sure. So we have Jalen Hurts, which I'm really big on. Um, I mean, this guy had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. He had over 700 rushing yards, Mm -hmm. 784 last year. And um, his passing touchdowns are what hurt him a little bit. But if he can connect with that and improve that aspect of his game, he's going to He's going to be really valuable and a guy that you can get a little later. So Jalen Hurts, um, Tom Brady, who was a top three quarterback finisher last year and added mm-hmm. some new weapons this uh, offseason. Russell Wilson trading teams um, is right there in the mix. Trey Lance at number nine for me. And this is a guy that could easily sneak up um, a couple spots just because of his legs and his mobility. Um, I did take his under 500 rushing yards, but that's also because I thought he was going to split time a little bit throughout the season, uh, and he very well could crush that number and and put it in the end zone with his legs. And then um, Dak Prescott is at 10. And, um, yeah, Prescott, when he's on, can definitely um, – be valuable again and and sneak up and maybe closer to the tier one group but losing amari cooper a couple injuries today with um james washington and camp this for steven core's kind of questionable the running game is kind of questionable so that's why i have him kind of back towards number 10 yeah and i i didn't have trey lance in this tier i have him in my tier three i'm kind of I'm a little cautiously optimistic of Trey Lance. I, I do really like the guy, his ability. I just want to see it, and I'm, I, that's why I'm hesitant to put him in Tier 2. Uh, but my Tier 2 would be Jalen Hurts right on the cusp there. I do think his touchdowns are going to regress. He's not going to get double digits. I would be stunned if he gets double, double digits this year. Uh, and then Brady, I have Joe Burrow. Wilson and Dak, those are those next guys that I think could potentially be up in that tier one, but I'm going to I'm going to wait on them a little longer in drafts. Simp- Jalen just didn't get it for me just because I think he still needs to develop a little bit more as a passer, and if they get anything out of Miles Sanders or Gainwell, they have the best line in the league. I mean, we'll talk about them briefly here with our East breakdown, but I mean, Hertz might not have to do much on the ground for this team to be successful. And if he, and if he just makes uh, some connections with Devontae Smith, with AJ Brown, he's got to pass the ball a little bit more, uh, which I think might hurt his overall fantasy to an extent, not, not saying it's going to be a, a huge regression, but I mean, 10 touchdowns last year. I just don't see it again. But they also want him to run too. He had 139 carries last year. That's insane. Right. Yeah. And, but that was also because Sanders was horrific some days. And then you had Gainwell, who was horrific some days. I think you had, did you have, it wasn't Corey Clement like rushing for him last year? I mean, the rush game was just horrible. So it was, it fell more on Jalen Hurts. I don't know if they truly want that to happen this year 
if it if it does happen and they think they're winning ball games because of it, so be it. But I don't know if that's the general game plan as they go forward. Um, but then you know you can't complain with Tom Brady. It's like year seventy eight for him in the league, and he still does what he has to do. Uh, he got a new weapon with Julio Jones, and we were talking on air. Don't don't sleep on. We were talking before we got on air. Don't don't sleep on Russell Gage. Uh, you know that was a sign that they really really liked in Tampa. I know they still have Edwin, uh, Evans and Godwin, but if you, I have a strong feeling, in DFS Russell Gage is going to win somebody a million dollars this year. Uh, just a strong feeling on a Tampa stack that is different than Godwin and Evans. It's either Evans engage or Godwin engage or it's Julio engage. Whoever it is, they're going to be two ex-Falcon receivers cashing in with Tom Brady. Uh, someone's going to win millions of dollars on that. Um, then Joe Burrow, what, I mean, what more can you say about Joe after his uh, last season for him? Do I, I just I want to be optimistic of him. I want him to be in tier one. I'm being a little bit more realistic and saying he cannot repeat those Big, big plays with Jamar Chase again on a consistent basis. It was like, okay, throw it five yards and Jamar, Jamar takes it for a touchdown. Or it's throw the ball deep and somehow, some way, Chase goes and gets it. I think they're going to play it a little bit slower. Um, and Joe's fantasy outlook is going to get a little bit of a knock. Russell is my X factor in this tier. I, I think Russell could have a career resurgence. In Denver, I know a lot of people are – I think I was watching NFL Total Access last night, and it was Tomlinson and Maurice Jones-Drew, and they were talking about how they think Broncos are going to be a run-first team and establish the run first and got to do this, got to do this with the run game. It's like that's what they did in Seattle. I don't know I, – I think Russell wanted to get away from that. I, they don't, I don't think he found that to be successful. And they're going to tailor this around Russell Wilson – so you might see Russell scramble a little bit more if he can get his rush yards to where they used to be. I know he's a lot older, but this was a quarterback who ran for 513 yards in 2020, and he only ran for 183 last year. If he gets somewhere in the 300 to 400 range, then he's throwing for over 4,000, maybe 4,500. This could be a guy that you wait on in drafts in probably the six through eight round that can catapult you up into that top five or top three tier. I don't think he can be QB one, but I think he'd be QB three or QB three through five. Uh, and then Dak, Dak just scares the living crap out of me this year. We're going to talk about this Cowboys team uh, shortly as well. They lost James Washington and they lost Amari Cooper. Gallup's not back for two or three games. It's going to be the Lamb, Dalton, Schultz show. You got Pollard. You got Zeke. Ugh, just it's a little bit, a uh, little bit eerie. I'm not going to uh, be too optimistic on Dak this year. All right. So then our tier three. You want to go ahead with yours? Sure. I have uh, Matthew Stafford. I think uh, he's going to have another. Crazy good year, especially with the addition of A-Rob. Um, I have Joe Burrow at 12. And then 
I don't know if I want to put him in tier three, but I'm going to just because it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. But I think he definitely slips a little bit just because of his receiving core. Um, but it's Aaron Rodgers, so he can make anything happen. Yep. Yep. And I, that receiving core, that scares me. But I'm, I'm still okay with waiting on Aaron Rodgers and, and yeah. going with him. Um, so my tier three then would be Stafford, Lance, Rodgers. And then I'm gonna I'm just gonna combine this one to all three tiers here and add Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. That those guys rounded out for me. The honorable mention of this one is Justin Fields. I'm I know you if you guys turn into the NFC North breakdown, I'm like obsessively in love with Justin Fields for some odd reason, but he fits the category to be a QB one, to be in tier one. He's an elusive runner. He can throw the hell out of the football. He just hasn't shown it. So he's going to be a Q. He's going to be pretty much a QB two for me. I, I wouldn't start out the year in fantasy rostering him or you know playing him, uh, but I do like the fact that he has tremendous upside that you can kind of wait uh, and see how, how that Bears offense is going. Um, Derek Carr, man, the sky's the limit for him this year. He has all the all the weapons in the world to be successful, and I really think this is put up or shut up for him. And they got to make a, a a playoff run and and, and just ha- absolutely go off. You know, he threw for forty eight hundred yards last year, or cl- you know, closer to five thousand. And I don't see there's any way he doesn't do that again. Um, so I, I'm I love the value you're going to get with Carr and Cousins here. Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, offensive coordinator, should be lethal passing attack with three receivers. Remember the Rams last year? They had three receivers that were pretty lethal at some point in time. Don't forget about KJ Osborne. All, as always, you have Justin Jefferson and you have Adam Thielen. Uh, so Cousins has all the makings as well and like i said before with uh trey lance i'm just making sure uh i i I see it before i want to rank him a little bit higher Uh, because he is technically in my eyes a rookie even though he's not a rookie but he didn't play too much last year uh and then stafford stafford is going to be stafford once again he's a solid pick he's a solid qb uh you know, he's going to be your starting quarterback if you wait in drafts. Those five guys, obviously, I think the biggest upside of those, it would be Trey Lance, but then you have Cousins and Carr right behind him. Yeah, I got um, Cousins and Carr as my last two also. Yep. Um, and then I kind of like two of this year, and I think Trevor Lawrence could be a sneaky pick also just because he is mobile. Yep. Um, and they upgraded his skill guys. So I think he's another guy that I, – I mean, he's just like with Tua too. I think his receivers mm-hmm. make him that much better. Right. Yeah, and then – yeah, Tua, Winston, Lawrence. These are all those guys that the, the bottom of those drafts where you're looking – Round twelve, round thirteen, round fourteen. They're, they're, they're like man, quarterback. Yeah, that, you just you stash them, and, and and I like the stashes of Fields, Lawrence, Tua, and Winston. 
the most because I think those guys have tremendous, not tremendous upside, but bigger upside than you know your Zach Wilsons, your Carson Wentz, your Matt Ryan's, your Mac Joneses, your Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones is uh, he's a wild card to me because he can run do the football you, uh, too. Do you draft Deshaun Watson? Yeah, that is someone we have not discussed, and I would be very, very all in on on Deshaun Watson. I, you don't. I I got that question in the Discord, and I think he's a hundred percent draftable. I'm just going to wait and see where his ADP goes since this since the since his suspension is only six games. So that one, will, I'll probably. You'll have to join the Discord to see where my final answer is on that. But I, right now, he's 100% draftable. And if I'm drafting him, he's going to be probably closer to that last tier or like in that, in the, in that round range, you know, seventh to nine. Or, or someone might take him a little bit early, but I'm not, I'm not going to take him too early. I'm thinking that seven to, I would say seven to 10 range in, in rounds. Yeah, I'd be a little later more on that 10 side and he would i mean obviously he's your qb2 but um yeah I'd, I'd wait on him and i would definitely draft him if he's there oh yeah 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 i mean if you were drafting early on in the summer you probably maybe took him in your last pick hoping that he had a uh, favorable suspension which that showed to be the case today uh so i'm, I'm still on the table about him but yeah you're he's definitely draftable and you're going to play him once he's on week seven when he's there. So, all right. So we're going to go to the NFC East breakdown. And this is a division who I think the favorite team, uh, the favorite team to win this division is the wrong team. Uh, if you're looking on D, uh, DraftKings, the Cowboys are at plus 135. The Eagles are at plus 165. The Commanders are at plus 500, and the Giants are at plus 800. I'll start with the team that I think is going to win this division, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm going to take their best. That'll be a a best bet for this podcast. I'm taking their plus 165 to to win the division, and I'm going to take their over 9.5 at minus 130. So they made that big splash in the offseason. You've got A.J. Brown, and that – I think helps this team tremendously. If you were watching this team last year, Devontae Smith became a superstar towards the end of the season when him and Hertz finally got on the same page. But that secondary guy was horrific for him. It would be uh, – who's that? I can't remember who the heck it was who couldn't catch a football. His name's uh, – I can't remember his damn name. But he could not catch the football. They would throw him deep balls all the time, and he, and he missed it. I can't remember his damn name. I'm mad about that. But if you got the uh, – my main argument here is you got the two guys here, A.J. Brown, and you have now Devontae Smith, who is the 1B one, one to A.J. Brown's 1A. You also have Dallas Goddard, one of the best catching tight ends in the league. And then, rounded off, you have the best offensive line rated in the league with – an underrated running back, Miles Sanders, and then you have a pass-catching back in Kenneth Gainwell who can move the chains on third down, make a big play. And then, of course, we just talked about Jalen Hurts. I think this team 
especially on the defensive side of the football as well, can can make a strong push to be one of the best teams in the NFC. So I, I could see them easily winning uh, 10 plus games. That's why I really obviously like that over nine and a half. They had the second easiest schedule in the league. And, and then you then you pair this off with all three of these teams. This, this division has four easy schedules. So we'll see who capitalizes the most on them. But I, I really like this Eagles team. How about you? Yeah, I'm with you on, on everything you said. But um, I guess the only thing I would add is they also added Zach Pascal. Um, hey, yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be a sneaky pickup for them. Um, he was one of the most reliable weapons for the Colts last year, which I'm surprised they didn't re-sign him because he, with all the injuries and stuff that they had, um, it seemed like whenever they needed a big play, he was always there and, and kind of executed. So I really like that pickup. Hopefully he gets a little bit more production than what he did at Indy. Um, but I can see him. <laughs> I just found the guy's well. name. I just found the guy's name. So my eyes lit up. J- Jalen Rager, God, he there could he not. Is. He could not catch a <laughs> damn ball to save us. I remember him getting booed all the time. So yeah, okay. I'm glad I found that out. Whew. Whew. That was brutal. Uh, all right, and then so the team that I fin- I think finished second would be the Dallas Cowboys. We've discussed why I was a little bit, little bit hesitant on Dak Prescott. But they're plus 135, and their over-under win total is 10. Just a team that is – I mean, I would take that under 10 if I'm – I'm not going to, but I really, really want to. This is a team that continuously gets hyped by the media, continuously gets hyped by everybody because they're the most profitable team or the most uh, – what do you call it? Most expensive Rockets. team. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they just get bombarded and with with media exposure. And I really think that this this team's a little bit overrated this year. I know they got Mika Parsons on the on the back on the defensive side, but this this offense somewhat scares me because I just don't know who's going to step up and be that wide receiver too. Someone locks down CeeDee Lamb. Who's going to move the chains? Is it going to be Dalton Schultz? Is Pollard going to have to play a little bit more in the slot? They're going to move him a little bit more screen plays, and is Zeke going to be worth a shit? I, I really don't know. I really I, there's so many question marks with this team that I'm I'm that's why I lean the Eagles here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just can't get a good read on this team, especially yep. with the injuries. I mean, Gallup has been a pretty decent number two, number three receiver in his career. Uh, but he's been battling injuries. Um, a name that's been popping up a lot is this Jalen Tolbert kid. They also drafted Jake Ferguson, who I think will um, do pretty decent as another option at tight end. Yep. I just I just don't love their skill guys. Yep. And that's and that's why I'm kind of hesitant to to take them to win the division. I agree. I, and yeah, I mean, the under 10 screams at me. They do have the 10th easiest schedule. And, you know, they, once they do get Gallup back after week three, 
could they potentially start rolling? You got Lamb, you got Gallup, then you have Schultz. I, you know, you could definitely see it, but they start the year off. Let's see what they go. They got what is it? Tampa, Bengals, Giants, Commanders. I mean, I could see them starting zero and two if they, they lose will the Bucks. Start 0-2. <laughs> yeah, they start zero and two. Media goes nuts. They they beat the Giants. You know, you're one and two. Then you go to the Commanders. They might or, split with them. Yeah, and then they play the Rams and the Eagles. So that's four potential losses in the first six games. And that's hard to come back from. I mean, that's yeah, a, I mean, you got the media blowing you up saying, oh, wow, I think the Cowboys suck this year. They're not yeah. that good. Oh, man. That's and, essentially what the Colts went through last year. Yep, a, I mean, hard, early. A, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think there's enough talent on this team to, to recover and that, from that. And those first three, two to three games are going to be without Gallup, too. So. You know, you, you got to really pay attention to this team. You know, I, I love the value here when you're getting on the Eagles. I wish we got this earlier because it was like plus 200 at some other books too. Um, so then we'll go over the commanders. Uh, they have a new quarterback. Carson Wentz comes into town. Uh, you're following his training camp. He's having a horrific training camp. He threw his first four picks yesterday or four, four passes and he had three picks. So – that's how that's going for him. I still don't understand how you could watch him last year and say, I really want this guy to be my QB1. I really want this guy to lead my franchise. I, I don't know how you watch him and say his this guy still has it. He's kind of lost his mojo, lost his trust in himself. Law, I, I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback to lead a team to a division title. They do have the sixth easiest schedule. They're over under win total is eight and at right at eight, and they're plus five hundred to win the division. Obviously, they have no chance in this division. They're they're the one that I really thought about thinking about was plus one fifty to make the playoffs, but then I shrugged and I was like, nope, I'd rather I'd rather burn my money than put that bet. Uh, but they do have great skill guys. I really like this offense. You got Antonio Gibson. You got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, who, if he stays on the field, could be a difference maker. Uh, last year, he just could not be on the field at all. And then they got that rookie, Jahan Dotson. I love that guy. If you can steal him later on in drafts, go ahead and do that, especially if you have a dynasty uh, dynasty uh, league for sure. And that the only thing that I think this team could stick around for in the division is, again, that defense. But Chase Young still, I think he's missing some time. But I, I really, really like this defense, and obviously uh, I really think uh, that's the only way that they stay close. I'm not surprised by Carson Wentz at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw all that last year. I saw way too much of it last year, um, <laughs> and I'm with you. I'm surprised another team took a chance on him. Um, and I, I kind of see a downslide with some of their skill guys' productions. So, like, when I'm drafting, like McLaurin's a guy I'm probably going to stay away from. Uh, Gibson's a guy I'm probably going to stay away from. Uh, I had Gibson in a lot of leagues last year, and he kind of burned me. What was so I what? I, sorry to cut oh, you off, but last, last year, I, I don't know if everybody remembers this. He was getting compared to the next CMC. 
Yeah. And people were drafting him like number one overall mm-hmm. or like in the top 12 or over like in the first round. I mean, the hype was unbelievable. And I've that that got tapered down very quickly. Yeah. And I can see him potentially losing the starting gig. McKissick, yep. You got McKissick, and then you got this Brian Robinson guy uh, from Alabama. So I don't, I don't know. I personally, from a fantasy standpoint, I don't know if I'm touching too many people from this from this team. But that defense is what's going to win them ball games. Um, if Wentz has a solid game. They can definitely win a few here. <laughs> what I let me I just want to look at Carson Wentz stats last he, year. They're statistically it wasn't terrible last year, but they lost so many games because he's incapable of making good decisions when it's when yeah, it's like crunch time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he only threw seven picks and then he had five fumbles. I mean, that's 12 turnovers, but they probably came at the worst possible oh, yeah. time in the game. Okay. Like when they're playing Tennessee at uh, late in the season, and he throws an inter- like a pick six. Yeah, I, I had I had the Colts in that game. I remember yeah. losing money on that game. Yep, that was terrible. Yep. Uh, so then we'll go to the team with the easiest schedule left, or the easiest schedule in the NFL, the New York Giants. This is a team that has breakout potential. So hear me out. I do. I talked about Daniel Jones being a wild card for a QB this year because he could potentially boom. Man, I could see he could sneak into the top 10. He could. He has to one, rush a little bit more, and two, his receivers have to stay absolutely healthy. With and then because you got a healthy Barkley back, and with that calms a lot of nerves there's a lot of pressure on daniel jones to do more things than i think he was accustomed to doing and he didn't feel comfortable doing that so you put him back into his i would say natural role as guy that runs off play action you get him out of the pocket um and then you have obviously galladay still there you have tony and you have shepherd but shepherd i think is still a little bit hurt but the rookie, Wandell Robinson, watch out for him. If you are drafting in fantasy, make sure you, you can take a flyer on him. He's going to be taking carries out of the backfield. He's going to be catching passes left and right. They're going to be using him screen plays, kind of like the Rondale Moore uh, of the Cardinals a little bit where they did the little bubble screens and go. They, they really love that kid, that kid. So skill-wise – Skilled player-wise, I really like this Giants team. Their defense scares me tremendously. I don't know how well they can stack up against the league and the division, but their skilled players, I mean, if you're making one bet, you could potentially go over seven wins here. Over seven for plus 105. That you got to get really lucky in the division. Yeah, I'm scared of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do like their skill guys on this team. Um, Shepard, I love Shepard. He was having such a good year before he went down last year, like getting nine, ten catches early on. Mm -hmm. Um, If he can produce like that, I think think this team will be pretty decent. The 
the key here is Saquon. Yes. That yep. he, he's got to be on the field for them to even have a chance. So um, hopefully he can stay healthy because he's fun to watch. So I'd re- I'm rooting for him. Uh, but again, another guy that I'm probably staying clear of fantasy-wise. Um, and I'd probably get Shepard really, really late maybe yep. if I'm getting anyone from this team. But other than that, I'm probably staying away from the Giants completely. Man, I, I think these are sleeper receivers this year. I, it's I just, like them. It's just Daniel Jones. That's Right. Yeah. And I mean, when I say sleeper, I'm talking about taking them late in the yeah. draft when no one else wants to take them. But I remember Tony last year. Remember Kadarius Tony? I mean, he was a bona fide like, stud through several weeks of the season. And we were, some, we were sitting there like, man, he's just caught like 12 passes this, in yeah. this game. And, and because Galladay was hurt, Shepard was hurt, and he was the only guy. So he's shown that he could be that guy. The health of this offense is going to be number one, and then we'll see how far Daniel Jones can come for it to uh, to come to fruition. I would optimistically say over seven plus 105 would be a potentially a quality bet here. Uh, but the that is, that is – I mean, that's for plus 105. So – any closing thoughts on this NFC East? Closing things you maybe forgot to say early on in the show about the QBs? Um, nothing left for the NFC East, but I do have a pick that's kind of interesting. It has Uh-oh. nothing to do with this division. Uh, it has everything to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a pick on DraftKings right now. I think it's pl- around plus 200 for Jimmy Garoppolo to end up in Seattle. Mm. And I kind of like that. There's really only a couple teams that are desperate enough to uh, reach out and take Garoppolo, who's probably going to get cut. He's not going to get traded. He'll get cut, and then they'll sign him. Seattle and maybe Houston. And Houston's at plus 400. So I I would lean Seattle. That makes the most sense to me. The Houston's yep. like weirdly in love with Davis Mills. They're I know, weirdly it's strange. Yeah, well, they just don't like to win, so that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> They're like actively tanking, like for the last like several years. But I, I could see the I could see the Seattle scooping up Jimmy G. And uh, so yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And that was episode seven. We will be back with episode eight in a couple days. We're gonna have our last division breakdown with NFC South. Go over our running back rankings and which ones we'd like, which ones we're going to uh, wait on and pounce on. And then from there, we got about eight more shows before the live shows start. And we'll have a different topic each time. If you guys have a different uh, discussion you guys want us to go to, uh, hit us up in the Discord or find us uh, on Twitter at our respective tags. Uh, But other than that, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, tune into or go to uh, props.cash on the dot promo code for 25% off. And with that, we'll sign off. Have a good one.